great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Remember, besides the radio, you can download the 77 WABC app to listen to me or listen to my podcast uh, at your convenience, but you can download the app, the 77 WABC app. A lot to get to this morning, a number of stories crossing my mind, a number of stories uh, on my mind. The situation in Ukraine, a President Zelensky says that uh, Ukraine won't join NATO if that brings peace, that Ukraine will not join NATO if that brings peace. Who knows what's going to happen, but anything that uh, that may help the situation should be considered. We're looking at 3.5 million people that have left Ukraine. It is it is absolutely a horrible uh, situation. And as it relates to Ukraine, it's what I call a, uh, a good news, bad news situation. So here's the uh, good news first. The good news first. Russia continues to have problems supplying their troops in Ukraine with food, fuel, and weapons. Some soldiers in Ukraine have suffered, have suffered that is, frostbite, because they don't have the uh, apparent uh, proper cold weather gear. There are signs that Russia is having trouble keeping its ships fueled at sea. So that is the good news, but the bad news. A spokesman for Putin will not rule out using nuclear weapons will not rule out using nuclear weapons. That was the result of an interview today. Well, technically yesterday. Another story I'm looking at is I, 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 you know, tap on wood, knock on wood. I'm hoping that COVID is behind us. I really am. All indications are that it is, but the lingering doubts, the lingering situations. So now Hillary Clinton has tested positive for uh, COVID. She says she has mild symptoms. Uh, Let's see here. This came after Jen Psaki, the White House uh, spokeswoman, tested positive for COVID. As a result, she's not accompanying uh, President Biden to Europe this week. Uh, Last week, the husband of uh, Vice President Kamala Harris tested positive. Former President Barack Obama also announced that he tested positive for the virus last week. So a story I've been talking about on air tonight, and it's a sign of the times. And in a second, we're going to your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Asian-American women, Asian-American women and seniors waiting for hours for free pepper spray. A sign of the times we live in. People, mostly Asian-American women and seniors, are waiting for hours online at some weekend events to get the device to protect themselves against attacks similar to the ones reported uh, in in recent weeks in uh, 
and months, and apparently, because I was under the impression that it was illegal to have uh, pepper spray in New York, but apparently adults who have not been convicted of a felony or assault can legally carry pocket-sized pepper spray, according to the State Department of uh, Health. And Mayor Adams, by the way, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, has said that uh, these long lines for pepper spray are an indictment on our city. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's start with the telephone calls. Let's begin with John in Brooklyn on Ukraine. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, it's good talking to you again. Let me just say that there's even more room for optimism. The Ukrainian army has, is launching counteroffenses right now. It seems like they're having some success. They Correct. have taken back a suburb of Kiev that had been seized by the Russians. Hey, hey John, who, who could have ever imagined that Ukraine would put up such the, the wonderful fight that they have? Who could it, have ever imagined? It's absolutely imagined? incredible. And uh, it seems like our aid, our military aid, is now having an effect. Now, does that mean we should establish a no-fly zone? No. Let the Ukrainians do what they're doing, and they're doing a most capable job at it. The only bad news I've heard, uh, and what you said about nuclear, the nuclear threat, is news to me. I, I, I am concerned too, like you. Is that Bielo Russia may enter the war against uh, Ukraine as an ally of Russia, but militarily they're not as well equipped as either Ukraine or the Russians are. So, so this will be meaningless. I've also heard that the former president of Russia has somehow threaten Poland by, by saying that it's time for Poland to make peace with Russia and and show some solidarity with it. Well, the bottom line, hey, John, and I, I thank you for the call. And I, and I hope I hope the next time we chat, you can uh, give me some more wonderful news as it relates to uh, Ukraine, because um, we've heard enough negative to last for a while with the uh, innocent people coming under fire. The bottom line is something has to work one way or the other to uh, get Putin to stop his attacks on uh, Ukraine. And, and, and I say bravo, bravo to President Zelensky that he's at least willing to try almost anything where Ukraine is left with dignity and its citizens, its pride, to bring all of this nonsense to and in. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind this morning? Hi, Dominic. I hope you don't mind if I talk about crime for a minute. Go um, ahead. We have a couple of calls here on crime, Ukraine, and uh, COVID. So go ahead, Jennifer. I appreciate it, Dominic. Um, I was heartfelt to read the story. Uh, there's two I'd like to speak of specifically. The one that I'm sure you're familiar with in New York City um, with the uh, Broadway choral coach, the chorus coach there, the vocal coach that was pushed to her death by that. Yes. Yes. That that monster that came up behind her. Yes. And I'd like to say something. I am very concerned that that's only a manslaughter charge. I don't know why that wouldn't at least be second degree murder. That that 26 year old. I don't even want to call her a girl, that thing that pushed that dear woman to her death. You know, at that age, what a fall is capable of. You know, if a person hits their head on cement, and it, I think it's awful that she's only being charged with manslaughter, and she'll probably end up with involuntary or something. They'll plead it down. It's disgusting. It's sickening. That woman who lived a good and decent and very loving life, and she was a very loved woman, because what, that little snit was having a hard day or she was in a mood or whatever? Who does that? 
I mean, who treats another human being like that, which leads me to my other one. Are you familiar with the woman that was carjacked in New Orleans, the 73-year-old woman? Oh, here we go. I, I'm not familiar with that one, Jennifer. Okay. But but listen, I want you to tell me the details because your because because your your information is is always correct. But but concise. no no, I'm I'm going to let you have your say. But just just let me just make this point. As I'm listening to you, Jennifer, what I'm thinking about is the fact that um, you and I will be elderly one day as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and you're right about the fact that when you push an elderly person, generally at a minimum, you're looking at a, a broken hip, which is which is awful for an elderly person. The only thing I can say in response, Jennifer, and then I want you to uh, give me an update on this situation or brief me on this situation in New Orleans is that sometimes prosecutor will go will prosecutors will go with manslaughter and this is even before this woke nonsense because it's an easier case to to get the conviction that it's much harder to get the murder conviction i'm not saying jennifer that it makes it right to not go after the murder conviction i am just simply saying what i i have heard prosecutors say time and time again Please, uh, before I have to uh, move on to the next call, Jennifer, tell me about what's going on in New Orleans. There was, there was, and I use past tense, sadly, a lovely, beautiful woman named Linda Frick, F-R-I-C-K, 73 years old. Look it up, Dominic. Look at her smile. Look at her. A life well lived, just like this 87-year-old woman in New York City. And this 73-year-old woman, grandmother, again, just a decent, fine woman. We did all the right things in life. And imagine she went to a business in her neighborhood. And as she was getting out to her car, 14 monsters set upon her. And her, they wanted her car, Dominic, but she couldn't get her arm out of her seatbelt. It had become entangled. And they were still driving off. And neighbors saw what was happening. It was in a pretty residential neighborhood, like a mixed-use neighborhood. And they were screaming for them to stop. This woman, you can look it up, it was, I found it on the Daily Mail when I was perusing there. This woman, Dominic, had her arm ripped off, her clothes ripped off from the, from the you know, the contorting of everything. Okay, but wait, wait, Jennifer, what do you mean her arm ripped off? Her arm was ripped off as they drove off with her arm entangled in the car. Oh. And her dangling from the car. And she was found naked. The neighbors saw it all happening. She ended up naked. It ripped her clothes, took everything off of her, Dominic. And she was she was clinging to life. She died. She died right there. 73-year-old beautiful grandmother. Because four punks between the ages of 15 and 17 didn't want to get a job, didn't want to be responsible, didn't want to, like, whatever, go help a neighbor. You know, join a charity, do something productive with the lives that God gave them. They they instead wanted to go out and take something that wasn't theirs. And there's no shame in anyone's game. There's no personal responsibility. There's no human decency. They're soulless, Dominic. They're soulless. And, and this is the generation that's coming up. And I thank you for letting me vent. Cause well, I know well Jennifer, you, you do a, uh, a wonderful job of uh, helping me stay aware of what's going on throughout the country. And as you were speaking, I just pulled it up and it it is horrible. The new Orleans police department, uh, as you just accurately stated that the ages, they have announced the arrest of a 17 year old male, a 16 year old female and two 15 year old females. So three out of four of this group, this gang happened to be females and they are all under the age of uh, of eighteen. I, 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 Jennifer, you know, um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know. How did you find out about this, Jennifer? Before I move on, I was on the Daily Mail, um, the Daily Mail UK website. I rarely go on there. I don't even have a computer. But um, someone had mentioned something to me. I don't even remember what it was now. And I thought, oh, maybe it'll be on the Daily Mail. So I hopped on there. And the first story was the woman in, in New York, Dominic. And the second one was this Linda Frick. And God bless them both. That's all I could say. I know they've gone to God. But we're living in hell because we're living with people that have such depraved indifference to human life. 
this this should not be acceptable to any of us and everyone should be outraged and yet i don't i really don't hear anything i don't hear outrage at these district attorneys i don't hear outrage at our politicians and our judges and i'm sorry to, to go on i really appreciate you hearing me come because it, it tears at my heart so i'm awful and this one these women they should be alive tonight yes so thank definitely you and and i i thank you for your for your call jennifer and for your passion. I, I, she, she's, she's, uh, she, Jennifer's is, is correct here. I'm looking at the headline. New Orleans police release video of four suspects arrested and carjacking death of a 73 year old woman. 73 years old. Let's go to Phil. In the Bronx. I see the calls on Ukraine. We're going to get back to Ukraine in just one second. We're taking your calls. 1-800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hi. Hi, Dominic. Good evening. Listen, uh, about crime. Look, uh, this guy Bragg and this, this mayor, this so-called mayor that, that was elected, probably a fraudulent election, in my opinion. This guy, Eric Adams, these, these are a bunch of useless rags. I think it's time to toss them out and put some decent people in who care about the community. People getting, getting waste matter pushed in their face, pushed off platforms, slashed. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I'm in the Bronx. You've got a lot of people here that are starting to carry stuff, and I'm not going to even mention what they're carrying. It's bad news. They're scared. you got you got, you got got 65-year-old women walking around with 10-inch knives in, in, in their pocket. They're ready to cut somebody. They're, if anybody touches them, they ain't going to ask questions. They're going to start chopping. You've got some guys here walking around with baseball bats and plastic bags. This is getting very bad. You got you got the precincts of the NYPD that are doing absolutely nothing, nothing to prevent these crimes. Understandably, crime happens everywhere, and you can't have a cop there every minute. Hey, but Phil, damn it! I mean, Phil, I mean, let's I, get I, real. I, I hear you, Phil, but that that's the only part where I disagree with you. As far as, and I'm gonna let you have your say in a second. As far as the NYPD, and and here's why I say this. What's the most respectful way that I can make this comment? You have kids growing up in ways that are not conducive to society. They're they're being raised that they're a permanent victim, that society owes them something. They're being raised that you got to go take whatever you want, whether legal or illegal. And we could have a hundred thousand cops and they're not going to be able to control that though, because this, all of this starts in the home. If we're going to be honest about this, this all starts with daddy not being around Mommy thinking that the kids are her girlfriend or or her her boyfriends. She, mommy wants to be uh, cool and popular with her kids. Mommy maybe twenty two, twenty five. I, I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, maybe I should say grandmothers these days. But you understand the point I'm trying to make. But Phil, go go right ahead and con- continue your point before I move on. The, the point is, I don't care where you were raised up. That's look at you. Look at you, Miss. Uh, look at you, Dominic. Look at you. You had a hard life. You had a really lousy life as a young child. You suffered. And look what you turned out to be. You're something to be proud of. There's no excuse. I came from a very dysfunctional family, a horrible family. Believe me, you don't want to know even the first iota of what happened. Mm-hmm. The point is. I'm a clean, moral guy. I've never been locked up for anything. I don't do crime. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. The point is, why? Why do the police give these kids? And I, I'm sorry, sir, but I have to say it. These, they give these kids carte blanche. They let them do what they want. 
and they put, you know, they, they don't even arrest them, don't even detain them. They just come up. We had a we had a guy that was hit by a motorcycle riding on the sidewalk, going back and forth, up and down this 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 block. The, the cops came. They took the guy, took him to the side, gave him a lecture, and they let him go. The guy is on the floor, and he can't get up. They had to have EMS take him. What the hell is going on? The five zero, the four eight, and the five two precinct here do not enforce the law. I'm sorry. I've seen it happen 12, 15 times in the past two weeks. Now, if my memory, if my memory serves me correct, the five O serves Riverdale in the Bronx. Is that correct? Uh, uh, part of Riverdale. A part of Riverdale. It also okay. Part of part of Fordham. Part of part of the uh, Walton area. But but the point is, the police out here, especially the four eight and the five two. They ain't doing nothing. You got three card money going wild in the streets. You got people snatching grass. You got motorcycles on the, on the sidewalk hitting people left and right. And you call them. They say, well, we'll have there in about 15 minutes. We're on an emergency call. They're always on an emergency call. Dominic, you go to the community meetings. It's the same tape recorded story. We're trying our best. That's not good enough. And as for the 100,000 cops, you need 200,000 in this city. You've got to lock these people up. Phil, I, 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 I hear you, I, I hear you, but I do have to move on now because I have to take a break. I agree with you at, um, that society has to lock them up and you cannot blame again. I, I understand your frustration, Phil, but you cannot blame the police because one, you don't know what directives they are being told by their commanders. That's number one. Number two, if we're going to be honest about this entire situation, the police are are handcuffed. And I will say again, I will say again, this is why I was deeply outraged when the kids uh, outside of a housing project uh, doused uh, some police officers with water. Because it wasn't funny. It was a hot summer day. But it, it's a sign of the enormous disrespect for the people that keep us safe. And that's the bottom line. The police are the last line of defense. And I, I've even had a conversation, and, and then I've got to take a break, folks, because I've gone way over the time allotment for the commercial break. I've had a conversation with some dear friends about well, 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 maybe, may, maybe these, maybe this is the crack baby generation that 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 has grown up. But the crack babies, if memory serves correct, was uh, the the 1980s, I, I believe. So we're dealing with a generation where no one, no one, it, it's the worst type of situation that you can imagine because you have politicians patting them on the head telling them that they can do what they want to do and there is no accountability. We can't blame the police for that. The police can't solve every single problem. I wish they could. I know the NYPD wishes that they could, but that is not reality. Dominic Carter here with you. I'll be joining Frank Morano on his show at 1 a.m. this morning. Rita Cosby will be here, and 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 we're all trying to protect Frank's uh, voice. He's he's not under the weather, but he has a sore throat. But Rita and myself will join him live uh, in about 35 minutes from now. I will be right back with your telephone calls on crime and the situation in Ukraine. You were looking for me. Hello. <laughs> you know. I know. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So I was chatting, as you just heard, with Jennifer from Boston just a second ago. And exactly as she portrayed the situation in New Orleans, New Orleans is a city that I love going to, but, but I, I, I have to be honest with you folks. I stay, um, only in the, uh, 
the uh, downtown area, the the tourist area, and I I don't um, venture out. I but I do love going to New Orleans, and every now and then when I'm in New Orleans, uh, I'll make a drive to uh, Mississippi, which is only a few hours away. But I want to go back to Jennifer, and I'm going to your telephone calls in a second on Ukraine and crime. So Jennifer just informed me just like she did with the police officer in Baltimore that was minding her business, the mother of, I think, three or four, in her patrol car, and she shot in the back of the head, and police made the arrest in in that case. But Jennifer is so accurate as it relates to this. This is one of the headlines here. Grandmother, 73, is killed in brutal carjacking after having arm and capital letters ripped off by seatbelt as she was dragged along and pleaded with teenage robbers to let her go. Her name, Linda Frickley of New Orleans, 73 years old. And... People want to tell me about protecting, uh, you know, the, the, these young people. Not all young people are bad. Of course not. Of course not. And in about 10, 15 minutes, we'll have my Carter's Cares uh, segment in which I'll be dealing a little bit more with situations like this. But this woman basically begged for her life and had her arm severed in this uh, carjacking. Let's go to, uh, let's see, I, I see a lot of calls on uh, on crime, but let me go first to Charles on Ukraine and uh, Q and Q Garden Hills. Good morning, Charles. What's on your yeah, mind? Hi, hi, good morning, good morning. Great show, Thank great you. show as usual. Thank you. Um, I, w- I want to say two things. First of all, the true Zelensky, the leader, um, president of Ukraine, as well as Ukrainians, mm-hmm. are extraordinarily brave. Yes. But one of the reasons they're brave is because they're not like this, so to speak, stupid, uh, brainwashed American millennials that communism and socialism is just great. 52%, I think, is just fantastic. They're brainwashed. They know, Ukrainians know, what it's like living under communism. It's not living. It's, it's a living death. Hence, they're fighting like hell. God bless them, and I hope they succeed. I want to make one other point. You spoke earlier about accountability. I think there's a point that's being left out in all these conversations, and that is, I believe, I, I don't have internet or computer for whatever reason, Okay. but at the same time, um, what I want to say is that I believe since 1979, God was taken out of all American school books. Elementary, uh, high school, college. There is no God, God forbid, okay? I happen to be Jewish and Orthodox. Now, so that's, I believe that Harvard University came out to the study. They tried, they tried squelching it, but then it came out that one of the reasons it is always the last four decades or so since they took out uh, God out of, out of uh, school books. As a matter of fact, I think how the earth was created, how the earth came to be, I believe a teacher is not even allowed to give us a theory as one of the possibilities, intelligent design. I believe that means God. Mm-hmm. I, I believe you lose your job if you even suggest that as one of the three, four, or five possibilities. That's madness, okay? So there's no accountability. Like Hebrew National used to have the commercial, you know, we don't put any fillers in or anything because we have a higher authority to answer to. My father, who recently passed away four months ago, he was almost 101. God bless. Um, he just passed away four months ago. He was over 100. But he was born in Poland. And in Poland, right now it seems to be different, thank God, but the anti-Semitism was fantastic, unfortunately, very high. So, but, but if a Jewish religious person, a Jewish religious person, that doesn't matter really, sees a, a Polish Gentile, Wearing a cross, that's better. 
at least they have some authority. This is how they felt. Because okay, I, I understand. Clear. I understand, Charles. I but I do have a lot of calls, and I, I you can call me any other night, or I'll be on with Frank Morano from one to two a.m. this morning with Rita Cosby. If you want to call back at that time, it's just that in fairness, I have to get to. I'm trying to get to as many of these calls as possible. Let's go to Staten Island. Staten Island. Let's say good morning to Pete. Pete, you're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, Dominic. I just want to make a point here, as you were saying. You know, listen, people, uh, the police are trying to do the best they could. They got their hands tied. They're afraid. They make one little mistake. They lose their pension. I know what it is. Yep. I live in Staten Island and near Jersey Street, where a lot of people are afraid to even come. And I am so comfortable here because I know all the neighbors. I went out to the car. I had a delivery of food. And the neighbor next door, they were barbecuing. They asked if my wife or anybody or I would like anything. That's how it is over here. Well, in this neighborhood, uh, they hang a coat on the fence, and they say, if you're cold, take the coat. I lived in all neighborhoods in Staten Island, and i never seen anything like that here. All right? So the thing is, the police, they come by, uh, they look around, they do the best they can, but uh, they're afraid. They're afraid because all they got to do is make one little mistake, they had their cameras, the anti-crime thing. It's back. I see it in Staten Island. I see it working. I saw a gun arrest today. They took in like three guys with guns. There's guns all over here. But you know what? Nobody gets shot because their neighborhoods, they, they look out for each other. So this is, I'm just going along with it. I do see an improvement. Eric Adams is making some progress over here. Mm-hmm. Well, Pete, I I uh, I thank you. I thank you for the call. And um, folks, when 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 I talk about accountability, and so and let me just uh, make a couple of quick points. So, in discussing the governor's race, I said um, that public advocate Jamani Williams doesn't have a chance in hell. Right, folks, you have to understand it's not personal. When I make a comment, when I make a comment like that, it's based on 35 years experience of which I'm talking. And I am talking also based on polling, which is backing up exactly what I'm saying. So, Jamani Williams, that's one. Two, when I talk about accountability, right? Some talk show hosts won't deal with this, but I will. Right. So when when you're in the projects and I have the unique perspective of having lived in the projects for several years um, and you want to hold a picnic in the summertime, you want to barbecue at two o'clock in the morning. That's just not acceptable. And then when the police come and then you start throwing rocks and in garbage cans, police, how long do you think the police are going to take that until they say, you know what, go for it. This is the way you want to live your life. This is what you want to do. Go for it. Kids out at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you're going to tell me that this is normal? It's not normal. God help me when I was growing up. If, if it started to get dark with my grandmother and I was not inside the house, God help me. But it, it's values. And if for all of us, and that's, I, I, oh, let's go, let's go to our friend Hudson in the Bronx. Good morning, Hudson. Help me out here. Good morning. Hey, Tom. How you doing, brother? I'm okay. And I hope you're well. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, um, obviously, I try not to say too much, but um, the, the story from New Orleans uh, got me going a little bit. Uh, you know, I've been working with kids for about 30 years. Yes. And the the path that this has been going over these past 30 years, Dom, I've never seen anything like it. Um, uh, the kids don't care anymore. And I know that, that you know, talk about the parents, and I, and I get it, and with mom and grandma and all that stuff, and and uh, obviously, I'm on your side with don't blame the cops. But uh, the school system is is rotten to the core. Um, I'm going to pretend, and let's just say it's someone else. It's not me. But uh, let's just say that today, a kid got into a fight at 7.45 in the morning. 
it's o- it's always the girls, by the way. Uh, nothing happened to him. Got into a fight at 11 o'clock. Nothing happened to him. Got into a fight at 1 o'clock. Now, what happens when this happens is it spreads throughout the school. So when, when you see a kid doing that and you see that there's no consequences to this, Absolutely. Um, it's just, yeah, and, and that's it, Tom. So it goes from class to class. So, um, and I'm sorry, I'm, I, I know you got a tons of calls, but not to get too deep into it, but I used to work in all ED schools, so it was all you know, like tip classes and stuff. But it would they were they were in separate schools, so these kids didn't feel like, oh man, I'm in special ed, and you know they didn't look down on themselves like that. Now you put these classes because it's all financial, obviously. You put them in regular ed schools, and now these kids feel like there's something wrong with them. They act out, and it spreads throughout the school. But back to what I was saying before, there is zero accountability in schools. So what happens is these kids learn these habits when, they, when they're in school the whole day because they're in school the majority of the year. And then what do they do? There's, there's no consequences there. They're watching TV. There's no consequences on the street. There's nothing, and it's not going to change. And I hate to say this because, I, obviously, I'm leaning to one side until – People start running for the legislators and school boards until we change this rotten, rotten Democrat way. What has ruined this entire country until we start running for these things and people start changing the rules. Nothing's going to change, Tom. Hudson, I I couldn't have uh, said it better. I thank you for the call. As you were making that comment, I was thinking about the housing projects. And I kid you not, folks, Uh, if I were in charge, I would fire Everyone, because the management of the New York City Housing Authority, I'm just using that as an example, is absolutely awful. And it's been this way for 30, 40 years. Many of these, uh, I don't believe in, in, in demonizing teachers because teachers happen to be, in this case, public school teachers, the only role models uh, that I had. Uh, one of my teachers, Mrs. Clooney, uh, in the Bronx, believed in us uh, at IS-137, right off of Webster Avenue. And she went She went on to become a principal and has since uh, retired. And one of the greatest joys in my life was as a principal. She brought me back at the high school uh, as her graduation speaker. And she's now retired. But... <sighs> A lot of administrators that are in the public school system. <laughs> oh, you know what, folks? Sometimes it's best when I don't say things. You already know where my heart is. And you probably already know what I'm about to say. But I will be joining uh, Frank Morano and Rita Cosby. Uh, at 1 a.m., we'll be on with Frank from 1 to 2 this morning. Frank comes up in about uh, 17 minutes. We are going to take a break. We are taking on the issue of Ukraine and crime. And Jennifer in Boston just informed me of this situation in New Orleans. 73-year-old woman carjacking. Her arm was severed, cut off, literally as she pleaded with teenage robbers to let her go. And what did these, quote, children do? They kept going. She lost her arm. She's dead now. That's what the kids did. And are we just going to pat them on the head and say, it's okay. You know, their upbringing, you know, they they grew up on welfare and, and daddy wasn't home. I'll be right back. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And right now, I am thinking about Michelle Goh, the Asian-American woman that was pushed in front of a train. The man that admitted to doing it, Marshall Simon, has been declared unfit and can't stand trial. That's according to court officials. He has been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Many of you know that I have talked about uh, that my own biological mother who did not raise me dealt with the same thing. But in my mother's case, she was a quote, chronic paranoid schizophrenic 
But Mr. Simon diagnosed with schizophrenia and has been rotated in and out of mental hospitals for 20 years, according to uh, family members. And so as I think about Michelle Go, this beautiful woman, and I, I'm not talking about physical appearances. I'm talking about a person's heart. You can look at her photos and tell. You can look at the type of volunteer work that she did to help others. How is it saving money to cut psychiatric beds in the short term when in the long term it costs society? It costs all of us even more and costs the lives of people like Michelle Go. Taking your telephone calls until the top of the hour when I will join Frank Morano. Rita Cosby will be here. We'll join Frank uh, and his show um, from 1 to 2 a.m. All of us are um, doing quite well in the ratings, and we'll talk about that and many, many other topics. To Hell's Kitchen and Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you for taking my call, down. Yeah, I called to respond to Phil's call. He had said that the police weren't doing anything. I don't, I don't know if you heard him say, yeah. And while I understand his frustration, and I do agree that people are starting to carry stuff, people are starting to carry weapons to defend themselves. But he's wrong about the police not doing anything, saying they're no good, because what he doesn't realize is if the police make an arrest, the person is released before the police officer finishes. Correct. Correct. Or shit because there's no cash bail reform. Correct. And also, their hands are tied. They're handcuffed. They can't, under these new rules and restrictions that they have, they can't even put their knee on somebody's chest. They can't even restrict somebody if a person resists arrest. And it, it, they can... Charlie, are you there? Okay, go ahead. Yes, I'm here. Go ahead. And people are using their cell phone cameras, and, and after this defund the police movement and everything, and after George Floyd's death, that you know crazy cop in Minnesota, the police people just turned on the police, and, and the police are scared. They have to watch their backs too. They don't lose their pensions mm-hmm. over something stupid. So it, it's, it's the Charlie, I, I, I thank you for the call, Charlie. And you are correct. Folks, would you like to work 19 years at a job, dodging bullets, dealing with uh, uh, profanity, disrespect, and have your pension put on the line at the drop of a dime, and you're dealing with kids nowadays that will tell you, you know what, go You know exactly what I'm trying to say. Would you like to deal with that? Let's go to, let's see here. Let's go to Douglas in Brooklyn. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Good evening. I want to say that some of these young people committing violent crimes, if you're going to do the big-time crime, got to get the big-time time. And the example I wanted to show was the young man who killed Tessa Major. I think he was yes. like 14 or something. Yes. He, he killed someone. He killed someone. Yes. And therefore, some states do give you the big time time. Apparently, New York doesn't do it. Right. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, Douglas. There, there is no doubt about it. Um, I'm with you, and it, it's... I, I just I just don't understand. And those that are from the woke community and so on. So I, I was watching a little bit of the Supreme Court hearing, actually a, a lot today, uh, for Judge Brown Jackson. And the part that stood out at me was when Senator Cruz held up the book at one of the uh, schools in D.C., in which the kids are being taught the possibility of whether or not babies are racist. Uh, I mean, thank you for the call, Douglas. Folks, are, are, are you are you kidding me? Are, are we serious? The bottom line is this. If you don't crack down on these young people, look at New Orleans. They literally, 
this lady's arm was literally ripped off as she died at age 73. As Jennifer said, all of the suspects in custody are under the age of 18. What does that tell you, folks? I don't take any great satisfaction out of saying that um, society must clamp down on urban America. Okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to do the political correctness. The black community, the problems in the black community, that's the problem. And nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to look the other way. And the problem is becoming worse by the day. And what's the point of electing some of these African-American officials if they're not going to do anything to solve the problem and are just going to look the other way? What's the point of the first black man becoming the Manhattan District Attorney with the job that Mr. Bragg is doing? What's the point? I mean, if you want donations from the criminals, maybe maybe that's the goal. But what, what's the point? These woke district attorneys, what is the point? Don't you see that you're giving these kids a full green light to act like, in some cases, animals? Oh, Dominic, that's harsh. But is it true? But is it true what I just said? I have friends, folks that will argue with me for hours about these young kids, mostly young black kids who are doing bad things. Dominic, you know, you know, slavery wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. At what point do we stop? At what point do we say enough is enough is enough? And as one of the callers just said, if you do the crime, you are going to do the time. Let's go to uh, Max in Manhattan. Good morning, Max. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. Um, two things. One in the local uh, area concerning um, police not making arrests. Uh, from what I understand, it's Alvin Bragg who's giving the, uh, uh, the no, the telling police not to make these arrests or pretty much making it where they're being forced to release all these criminals back into the street. So this has to do with Alvin Bragg. So mm-hmm. one question would be, how do we get rid of him? And I have a, there's no, there's nothing, him. there's nothing you can do uh, unless the governor acts or just wait until the primary uh, when he's up for reelection. But even then it is very, very tough to beat an incumbent, uh, someone sitting in office. I didn't mean to cut you off. You said you had another point. Right, and when is it? When is the next election where we get to vote in or out for Alvin Bragg? You're looking at, I believe, three years from now, or or at least two years before the. Thank you for the call, Max. Before the uh, re-election effort uh, gets underway, I'm joined now by Frank Morano, Rita Cosby, and myself are honored to be uh, invited by Frank to join him on his show. Well, I'm thrilled that you agreed. I know I'm asking you to basically double your work day here <laughs> by 100%. So we're going to have some fun from 1 to 2. Uh, we have been, uh, I think the listeners might have seen the ads in the New York Post that John Katzmanzidis took out. We have been, for the last several months, including the ratings that came out this week, just dominating um, the the New York radio market, AM and FM, uh, from you know 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. We are along with Bill O'Reilly, the number, the most listened to anything on the radio dial. So I thought it would be fun to have you, me, and Rita get together, and I don't know, maybe get a triple threat, as it were. So I'm looking forward to the discussion. I, I like that, the triple threat. Exactly. What What else do you have coming up this morning? Uh, well, we're going to be discussing this Ukraine situation in the four o'clock hour with George BB. One of my favorite people to talk to, he was uh, a leading advisor to the vice president. He's been a diplomat. He's written about Russia. A few years ago, he wrote a book about Russia, and this was exactly the kind of thing that he warned about. And we're going to see what he thinks the best way out of this whole crisis is, because it doesn't seem like there's, uh, you know, this is coming to an end anytime soon. 
you know, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at some of my uh, tweets here, Frank, and from Wiser Words Two, she just said that you just mentioned IS one thirty seven, and yes, because I attended IS one thirty seven. One of the ABC, almost every on air talent here has some major connection uh, to New York or New Jersey or Connecticut. That's for sure, absolutely. And you know, I I am a son of the Bronx. You you are a son of Staten the city. Staten Island's favorite son. And and uh, that's just the way it is. So when we talk about issues, we're not just talk show hosts uh, parachuted in. <laughs> the, the, this this is our lives. We we are this city. We have about three and a half minutes left here, Frank. Select the next call. How about Joe in New Jersey? Joe, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I want to give you guys much respect. John Katz is a genius putting this lineup together. Amen. Agreed. Then I want to say this whole problem with these youngsters today, it's our fault. Our generation dropped the ball. Dom, I'm from the Bronx, Washington Avenue between Tremont and 180th. When we were young and I grew up with my grandmother, I didn't have parents. You did wrong. Grandma came at you with a stick or whatever. You better get your butt upstairs. You know what I'm saying? No doubt about it. But then if a teacher, and, and back in them days, a teacher would whip your butt. What happened after after that? The parents were in school. You better not touch my kid. You better. It's the same with the cops. It's the same with the cops. Let them do their job. If a kid gets out of hand, whack him. He needs to be he needs to give respect to the teacher, to the cop. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say that the police officer should quote whack them, as you just said. But I do agree with the second part, uh, Joe, and that is, and, and and maybe you're right. This is where we started going wrong because society has said it's okay to disrespect the police. No, it's not okay. That is a high authority figure, and it is a job that demands respect. And, exactly. and and that's part of the problem, Joe. Thank you for the call. That a lot of these kids just don't they they think they can say anything they want to a police officer. Frank, you select the uh, next call. How about Jeff and Islip? Good morning, Jeff. You're with uh, Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Hey, Dom. I know it's kind of you know you get. Don't have much time here. But, um, <laughs> yes, yes, we yeah. have thirty seconds. Really quickly, you know, I just felt a little bad about the comment. But you know, it, you're right. It does. It goes back to fathers not being in the home. It really kind of hurt my heart when you talked about the black women, and you know, yeah, they do dress and want to get out and act fancy and not sometimes, but there are that just have multiple jobs and are trying to take care right. of them. Right. Right. And thank you for that point, Jeff. There are a lot of people in the community, a lot of mothers that are trying to do the right thing, doing two and three jobs. Um, and, and they're trying to hold it down. But there are some knuckleheads out there. And as long as we keep this nonsense up of uh, patting them on the head, things are going to continue to go in the direction that they are. Dominic Carter here with you. Frank Morano is coming up next, the other side of midnight. Rita Cosby and myself will be joining Frank. We look forward to you and to Frank's show, as always, here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.